You're listening to a Flawless Noises Media Network production. Hey, 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 welcome back to the Insecure Experience brought to you by Flawless Noises Media Network. I am one third of your favorite trio. I'm Candace, not so newlywed PC on all social media. And always, I'm joined by two of my favorite ladies, Bree and Tia are here. We got the midweek blues, chow. Yes. Friday can't get here quick mm-hmm. enough. Hi, ladies. Yes, uh, Hello. Oh, y'all ready to get into this episode? Because we, we pre-gamed quite a bit because this episode kind of gave us a lot. Mm-hmm. To, to think about, to talk about the biggest theme of the episode for Issa being own your choices. You cannot always be the victim in every situation that you land in. It's not everybody else. A lot of it is you. It, these are decisions you make in good, bad, or indifferent. You have to stand on them. And let's, I want to, so first off, we, <laughs> I don't ever want to see Issa and Nathan have sex ever again. Never, never, never. Just, I just do not. First of all, um, I think Issa is beautiful, but she's she she's not a a very she's not she doesn't give a sex appeal on this show. She's very beautiful. the The thing with Issa and Lawrence is, I believe that Lawrence is he gives you sex appeal. He is very sexy to me. Nathan does not give sex appeal. Issa does not give sex appeal. So you got two people who look like two grasshoppers humping on each other. I don't want to see that. We are adults. We could just assume that they have sex because they are in a relationship, albeit a very crappy one, but they're in one. It was so Keep dry. That to yourselves. Ew, ew, it, it was, was very dry. So <laughs> it was dry. dry. And then Issa, girl, you can't expect no man to tell you that he love you while he is digging in your guts. Actually, is he talking? He talking to your coochie. Well, you, well you got good I, pussy. I feel like that's the one time that you can't expect a man. You I was very mean. offended. But it, it don't always be sincere, though. Like, I'm like, all right, nigga, you will keep saying this because you keep trying to hit it all the time. But I don't know. Just in that moment, like, you don't want that to be the first time a, a nigga tell you that he love you. I mean, when I your pussy good. I, when your pussy you know, good is good. It's good. And I, I have When the yank is yanking. <laughs> disagree with you there because i mean like a nigga tell me he loved me while he up in it but i'm 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 the type of bitch i'm not asking you those questions while we're having sex. yeah you make i'm right. not asking you but if you up, say it you, you, you know right but, but she I'm asking also, the questions that's what i mean by like that it's just that's what i mean so by weird. not come off as sincere it's now, weird i will say that i do believe that nathan loves Issa, but he is waiting on the other shoe to drop after the whole crying in his mouth thing, then it's, I don't want to be just friends. Then it's, I love you. And I mean, do y'all want to wait to get to when he dragged her? Do y'all want to talk about some of the other stuff first? Because I feel like I want to talk about this Crenshaw stuff first, because he is the first one that hit Issa with the own your choices. Mm -hmm. Why don't we uh, chronological order it? Fuck them kids. <laughs> so that was fucking hilarious. I hilarious. absolutely enjoyed that. 
Um, but I do think her feelings are are misplaced in this situation. If we are talking about owning your decisions, um, just like it was a decision for Lawrence to check out on a relationship because he was going through things. And I had this conversation with Blaze. Shout out to Blaze, who I will see uh, next week when I see Bree hey. at one of our good friend's wedding. I don't dislike Lawrence because Lawrence is a representation of how a lot of people deal with stress and anxiety. They check out on everything and everyone, regardless of the consequences of it. Lawrence is very human. He's very relatable. However, he is not somebody that's good for Issa because she's somebody who's still trying to figure it out. Lawrence has too much baggage for a woman who's still trying to figure herself out. There is no way Issa could securely and happy, happily be with Lawrence while he has a newborn baby with a woman who he ended on bad terms with. As we could see when she like had that, that daydream again, and she's like, and Cadola got on a big ring from Lawrence and talk about, he make a billion dollars a week and all kind of (laughs) shit. She, she is too insecure for what Lawrence has going on. And I do not believe that's her happily ever after. And as I said, in the pregame, Issa is playing the terrible, terrible, terrible game of what if, like some of us have played that before, like when you end a relationship and then you mm-hmm. see the person move on, have a child, get married and you sitting there like, well, that could have been us. What if that was us? But mm-hmm. what if it wasn't? What if you got you and Lawrence got back together? And as soon as that we rekindling shit, honeymoon phase wear off, he up and move, cheat on you, get another woman pregnant while y'all together versus getting condola pregnant while y'all was nowhere near being together. And all kind of stuff like it could have been happily ever after or it could have been a fucking nightmare. You'll Mm -hmm. never know. So stop playing that game with yourself. Pay attention to what's right in front of you. This is a nigga with a newborn baby who just moved back and and didn't think to tell you because you stopped speaking to him. Move on. You got to move on. You not cut out for a nigga with no newborn baby with somebody that's not you. It just is what it is, but own your choices, like own the fact that you broke up with that man because you didn't want to deal with that situation. Right. Stand up in that. You got mm-hmm. a right to. I wouldn't want that. I wouldn't fuck with Lawrence. I might sneak and get a little piece of dick every now and then. But oh, we I was about to say, I'm definitely fucking with him. <laughs> I'll fuck him, but was, I wouldn't be fucking better. with him. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think that whole day dream sequence, it was absolutely hilarious to me but I'm I'm really glad they didn't make it some like deep sentimental moment because that wouldn't have felt right to me either like Mm -hmm. making it a joke and making it light I really love the way they played that because I I think if you would have made it deep or sentimental or whatever it would have automatically been like she regretted her choices when doing it like this shows that you know she don't really regret her choices like yeah you got to stand in your shit but at least she didn't show him you know oh no I've missed you and I because that's bullshit like I, I would have hated to see that I'm glad that it was just a dream sequence as well because the way that the last episode ended I was like oh my god no 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 I can't take the secondhand embarrassment if she were to actually physically go up to the both of them and say something to them like, I just felt like it just wouldn't have been right it wouldn't have been authentic so I like that they threw that comedic you know, moment in 
twice in the episode. I, I appreciate that. Shout out to Natasha Rothwell for directing this yes. episode. It was really great. Congratulations Ooh, to her, too. Um, I read an getting article a lot of about, bags. Yeah, she I, is. She used to be a writer for SNL, and they completely yeah. underutilized her. And I know getting a job like SNL and then kind of having it fizzle out probably was like a huge, huge blow for her. But obviously, they made Which, the wrong choice because the way that they suck Kel Thompson's dick, and he's he is not that funny to me they absolutely should have utilized natasha rothwell more but that's another conversation for another day oh no because um, Keenan is white funny that's why that's all yeah yeah um i i really did want to see Issa put some you know local black people on but i swear they could have done it without all, without all this strife between her and crenshaw and yeah. first of all, I do not think Issa has anything to apologize for. So I really hated the fact that she showed up at his factory with them fucking apology brownies. I really hated that. Yeah. I, I do not think she was wrong for asking him to compromise and meet her halfway so that they could get this contract, get this show out to the public put money in other people's pockets, specifically the people that he's employing, um, you know, with his, with his company, the, the felons and whatnot, but this whole black people can't work together shit. I don't know. It kind of has gotten under my skin, to be honest. It's very much gotten under my skin as well. I'm going to go ahead and agree with you because she didn't have anything to apologize for and bringing those apology brownies when she really just should have stood on what the fuck she said, like, you know, maybe heard him out or whatever, but stand on what you did because she honestly and actually didn't do anything to him. She came to him with notes. He didn't even follow those notes. But I know he understood. Like, I don't like the way he's acting obtuse and not understanding why you have to sometimes make things palatable for a certain audience if you want to collect your bag. Like, that's not, that's not crazy to me. Like, niggas got to eat. Yeah, it's not crazy to me either. And I'll go on record and say that anything that I may have wanted to see happen between Crenshaw and Issa is dead after this episode because I did not appreciate the way that he went at her on social media when they had each other's numbers and they could have, you know, spoken to each other like adults. She definitely didn't need to give anybody an apology. Definitely not him. And I really hate how he has put her out there and her company out there that nobody else really wants to work with her because let's be real after this you know fashion show that he did how many more opportunities is he actually going to have right. after this probably none and for him to show his ass like that for Issa, for the block and the other company over top of the block like he he can kick rocks for real he was not a great addition um at all and let's let's be honest anytime white people like something that black people do too much either it's corny or they're gonna yep. steal it yep whatever never spoken like that's <laughs> absolutely true the notes that she took and passed off to him um she didn't say hey you better do this or it's not gonna happen she said hey these are the notes that they gave me to give you for them to back this event and this fashion show. 
He, like you said, Bree, he didn't take them. He didn't use them. So what's the conversation about? Right. Nothing, nothing was jeopardized. I hated those integrity shirts. Issa didn't jeopardize his integrity. I stand on the fact that without Issa going up for him, he would have had no fashion show to complain about. Yo, stay poor. <laughs> like, stay poor. Because you're not going to sit here and tell me that you are trying to create this fashion to only be in the community. Everybody's goal is usually to go nationwide, at least, because you want as many people to have your product in their hands as possible. Like, absolutely. You can't tell me that you 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 have to bust a few grapes to get anywhere. Like, you have to like do things that you may not want to do, but all the notes that were given, he didn't follow them. It ended up being great. I think that would have been a great, and this is project manager speak. You know, you have a, um, when you do a project or something, you always have a, uh, takeaway session, things to take away, you know, that's the conversation that you have between Issa and him. Like, let's talk about what happened and the, the kind of fuzz and where we were and why you decided to go somewhere, but to talk and trash a black woman's business just because of some personal feelings, I really think that's bitch made. Absolutely. Somebody who went to bat for you because they had shut that whole idea down, called you a risk, a risk they were not willing to take. Yep. Shut your shit down. And also, again, y'all could have just talked privately, as Bree said, and as Tia said, could have talked privately, could have had a takeaway, could have discussed like, hey, I wish you had gone up more for my for my whole concept and not let them pick at the parts that they wanted to see it or that they wanted to throw away. And then Issa right. could have said, I understand that. I love the concept from beginning to end, but it was really important for me to help get you in this door and have the financial backing that you want to be able to showcase your talent. And there were and so, so many emotions. That, yeah, that conversation yeah. can't even take place. Like, um, I hate that Issa, I, if I was Issa, I would have thrown in his face. Like they wouldn't even have given you the opportunity if I hadn't gone to bat for you. Don't sit here and fucking tell me that I didn't sold out anything or I wasn't genuine with really wanting to put you on because I don't think she shared enough of the conversations that happened behind the scenes. And that's why his shit is skewed. Not saying that he would have automatically agreed with her when she broke it down. Like, yo, they was really trying. And I did go to bat with you. You know, she went behind uh, old dude's back to go yeah. speak to somebody else. She really tried to go to bat. And she didn't say any of that. And I can understand, you know, maybe she like, fuck it. You know, I'm not explaining myself, but at the same time, he needs to hear that. Absolutely. Yes, he does. Absolutely. He needed to hear it. So though she like didn't fully put herself out there with him to say, Hey, look, this is what I did. I could have lost this all together by going Mm -hmm. over his head. But I just felt like you really deserve this opportunity. But in the other side, she has really shown up for Molly in ways that we hadn't yep. really seen her show up before. Mm-hmm. We haven't really seen her show up for Molly. Molly has to go to this work retreat. And in her in her place, Issa's there making sure her dad eat, her brothers eat, checking on her mom, you know, reporting back to Issa, checking in, keeping up and, and everything else. I love to to see that. I saw some people saying that their friendship still wasn't um, reciprocal, but I truly think it is at this point. Like 
I do think Issa and Molly's friendship has come light years from where we've seen it in seasons past. I mean, let's go back to, even though I don't agree with the way that uh, Molly kind of came at her after staying with her for a few days, Molly did give her a place to stay when she really didn't have a place to stay. She could have let her stay there longer, especially since she wasn't really home. But Hmm. um, seeing how Molly took care of Issa in her time of need, because I think that Molly was uh, bankrolling her too for a while when she had quit her job. Uh, seeing how now Issa's able to step in and do for her family, it was heartwarming for me. Um, and I also think like in friendships, sometimes you have these moments where it's like, you know what? None of that shit matters. Like you going through something for real, like let's not do tit for tat. Let's not do, well, you did this for me. I'm gonna do this for you. Like I know my close friends, if one of their mamas was in the hospital, that's like my mama. You know, I'm not, I wouldn't even, I don't even know if I'd be doing it for Molly, if not doing it for her family, because after you spend a certain amount of time with people, their family becomes your family. So Richie Loco, uh, Molly's brother, he (laughs) is fine as hell. He's so cute, but they look related in real life. They do like they can be related. (laughs) He is is really freaking handsome. Um, Speaking of Molly, she's at this work retreat, right? I, I don't like work retreats. I never have. Right. I don't want to do your team building exercises. I just want to do my job. I want to go home and call it a day. But she goes to this work retreat. She's weighed down with guilt because she refuses to say, my mom had a stroke. She's in a coma. I cannot make this work retreat. I need to go be with my mom. So she goes anyways, and she's weighed down with guilt. She can't really focus. She ends up getting drunk as a damn skunk. Mm. passing out waking up finding uh torian's watch and don't know what the fuck happened um that's a lot that's a lot <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's a lot and um that's i'll lot. say this i i have traveled for work before a few times the dynamics different because i always work in predominantly white organizations so i know my black ass can't get out there acting a fucking fool at the mixer or the the group retreat or getting drunk or whatever because i know that the rules are different from me uh i know that it's probably different because this is an all-black company i personally don't understand how you go from being so buttoned up and everything to like backing your ass up and being drunk in front of people that you have painstakingly created this persona of yourself for um I I was cringing at her behavior I know that they didn't hold it against her for real but I was like Ugh. but so so was she so yeah mm-hmm. yeah I was like what the fuck is this <laughs> right <laughs> um I, I like, also mm-hmm. a point that I want to touch on is like I hate how black people always feel like, yo, if I'm transparent with my needs or, you know, X, Y, Z, if I say that I have something going on with my family, then they're automatically going to hold it against me. I hate that Um, because work is not more important than your family. I don't care what field you're in. There's no job that's going to be more important than your family. And it just, it made me really sad because I've been in that situation before. I know, um, I'm not sure how many of y'all follow me, but my son was actually really sick as a, an infant until, until he was about three. Jameson had about uh, four surgeries before he turned two. 
So I was constantly out of work for Jameson surgeries. I'm telling you, it got to a point where I just started taking the loss on my own and be like, I'm sick or, you know, whatever, because I didn't want people judging me because I chose to take care of my kid. You know how corporate can be. So I get it. And mm-hmm. I really, really relate to her. Uh, but I just think it's sad that we live in a, in a world where, and people be the first to say like, your family's so important, but these employers don't give a fuck, promise. They you know, really they don't. don't. They don't. And specifically, we about it. Specifically it's, employers it's you... that say that they're family, especially. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yes. yeah, they be lying like shit. Absolutely. They be super lying. Like we we can be honest about that. Um what's this little chemistry that we saw with Molly and Torian? Because they shared a moment where she was finally like, hey, I'm here, but I'm super stressed out. My mom had a stroke, she's in a coma. And he's like, wow, you've been working, doing all of this stuff, and you've been dealing with that while you didn't say anything. And he shared with her that he went through something similar and, you know, helping his brother in his battle with cancer and feeling way down and stressed out with all the work that they do. And they connected there. And when Issa called, no, her brother called, sorry, to say that their mom had woken up. Mm -hmm. She wasn't talking, but her, you know, she was awake. And she hugged Torian, and they was like, looked like they was like trying to kiss. Mm-hmm. A little, you know. I think I it's like, because it is yeah. interesting. And I really think it's because what man lately has shown Molly any humanity? Just, hey, I care about you. I really don't want you to go through this alone. I'm so sorry that that's going on with your mom. You don't have to be alone. What man has given her any of that? None of them. So I can understand her feeling like, you know, having that little glimpse of, oh, okay, like this feels nice. And especially knowing that she wants somebody on her own level and where better place to find somebody on her own level than at her job, you know, one of her colleagues. Um, I do like the dynamic between them and I really hope that it goes somewhere. Yeah, I know we'd be like, don't mix business and pleasure. However, I do think that we're dealing with two attorneys, mm-hmm. neither who would cut their ass so bad that they would lose their good ass jobs and, mm-hmm. you know, risk being blackballed from other firms as well. So I can absolutely see them having something going on and it being kind of successful. Do not you attempt know? this at the call center, guys. Don't do that. <laughs> do not do not attempt this at the Piggly Wiggly. Bag them <laughs> fucking groceries up, <laughs> go your drawer way. down and take your ass home. Okay. All okay. center be like loving hip hop. And this is for somebody oh who's worked God. in call centers before. Me call too. centers are trash. Personally, like so much mess goes on in the call center. If you've never worked, you never even know. Your whole job be affected by some bitch that don't like you. You don't even know why she don't like you. And she's just keeping up mad shit for no reason. No. Over a nigga who said you got a fat ass. You know? Listen, it, oh, I did that. three years of it and a relationship out of when I was in the care center. So yes, everything that Brie and Candace is saying is true. Let me tell you something. I had a bitch mad at me supervisor because uh, the nigga she wanted to fuck with wanted to fuck with me. Meanwhile, that nigga never had a I chance I didn't want to me. fuck with that nigga. Right. I don't want to fuck with that nigga. <laughs> so y'all, mm-hmm. y'all was really made for each other in the shade because I don't want him neither. How you mad at me over a nigga I don't even want? 
Oh, yeah, don't never have time. hater mouth over with me over a nigga because I can guarantee you nine out of ten times I'm not even thinking about that nigga. Not never. <laughs> you because the niggas in the call center all be the same or whatever, and they all drive chargers. <laughs> <laughs> they drive chargers. They was in the military, but they ain't, they ain't actually pick up no skill set. Listen, I ain't mean to say all- that. Never mind. Body <laughs> <laughs> of. <laughs> First of all, we all know that nigga. We all know that nigga. We that know was, a lot of motherfuckers that get out the military and they ain't got no new skill set. You was going to pick up was a, a skill, a trade, and you came out and you ain't did shit. Leave me alone. A breath away from a dishonorable discharge. Okay, <laughs> oh they God. happy just to get out. Like, okay. let's not play. We know the and type. use that GI Bill. Yes, we know the types, and we also know. The types of bitches that be in the call center with their nose turned up with their quick weaves, you know, them uh 36 pieces. I don't Little like thin 27 piece. Little thin 27 <laughs> pieces turning your nose up at me because I don't talk to nobody here. Oh, this bitch Girl. thinks she better. And I do. Oh man, and I am and I'm giving am. me flashbacks. Y'all giving and me flash. Backs, especially <laughs> to them terrible niggas. Oh, you used to mess with him. I, one was enough. I will never ever do that again. I said, if you ain't the CEO or somebody equivalent to them, you can forget you it. You can CEO go. Get the fuck <laughs> out of here. Get out of my way. <laughs> oh man, that was a terrible time. Thank God I got through it. But ladies and gents and everybody out there, do not do that. Take our word for it. Yes. Don't don't fuck with no calls in the dick, because I promise you, he fucking everybody in there. Every because you know it's always an imbalance of men to women. Oh, and niggas yeah. that work in some type of cafeteria, be it at the school, the hospital, okay, or something like that. Them niggas be messy than a motherfucker, boy. Nigga, just sling that fucking yogurt in the cooler and leave me alone. <laughs> well, it was one who used to be cute at the uh, school I worked at. I mean, yeah, he was cute. He gave me a little extra food. Thank you. You are ridiculous. We're talking about the talk about the hospital. I I want to talk about how y'all keep playing in our face trying to make Nathan endearing. Okay, I hate that y'all are making his mental illness a focal point of his character. Yeah, I think it's unfair. I wish that y'all had reached out to somebody who was open to discussing being you know fully functional and and living daily and having their 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 mental health in under control um because i i don't think y'all really get it right i don't like that y'all did that shit with the barbershop that man could have had smoke for nathan without using his mental health to take a dig at him Mm-hmm. And y'all know mm-hmm. that like, it's no way we have been sitting in a pandemic, have watched people's mental health completely suffer. And y'all felt like, Ooh, let's write this in there. It was, uh, it was ugly. And it don't, I, it didn't land. Like you thought it landed to me. No, nope. it felt very harsh and it was very cringy and not in like the good way where Issa can make you feel, you know, awkward or whatever. It was, it was mean. Very mean. It, it was, it was mean. It was nasty. It was unnecessary to get the point across. Cross like you could have gotten your point across in a completely different manner than that. Um, also, 
I don't care about Nathan's daily struggles. Like y'all keep trying to make him this, like we're supposed to be empathetic with him. But I, I thought the scene was cringy and better yet. I thought they could have kept that shit. I didn't need that this episode. And it was cringy to me because in what world do you work in somebody else's business and you do what the fuck you want to do, how Not you want to do it, when you want to do it. Don't consider your coworkers. Don't consider your boss. Don't pay your boo friend on time. Don't show up for your clients on time. And the person that owned the shop just sitting there like, hey, don't don't sweat it. He bring in a famous client here and there. So don't say nothing to him because Lord knows we don't want him to bring no famous, not bring no famous people in who we wasn't going to cut their hair anyways. Come on. That wasn't realistic. it's not no barbershops operating like that you know what else is it really is not another nigga sitting in the other barber chair because a nigga will cheat on his bitch for he cheat on his barber that was not realistic Mm -hmm. uh, realistically that nigga would have left and been like man i'm gonna just text this nigga i'll come back another time right right and also again y'all want nathan to be endearing to us but then gonna show us him stealing somebody else client right Mm-hmm. pick a position pick you a want, position please. you want him to be endearing and then you give us this dry ass sex you give us these very awkward interactions with them they give me friend vibes they do not give me mm-hmm. I'm in a relationship vibes at all they don't give they don't give that to us because Nathan knows that Issa doesn't really want to be in a relationship with him she's just lonely and Issa doesn't really want to be in a relationship with him because she's too busy stalking Lawrence social media to see what the fuck he got going on. And if Issa really, really wanted to be with Nathan, like she said, and I don't want to just be friends and I love you. What the fuck are you doing? Stalking down your ex nigga Instagram. Ain't Baby, no listen, fucking way. When you go looking, you're always going to get your feelings hurt. Just like she found out he, he yep. uh, moved back. Oh, he moved back. Yeah, bitch, he moved back. He got a whole child here. That's number one. Number two, what do it matter to you? You mm-hmm. said you wanted no parts of it. You whole ass ended the relationship. What so more why do you, you care? Right. Why do you care? He does not. He doesn't owe you any updates on where he is in his life or anything like that. Like I, I applaud Lawrence for being respectful of her decisions. Cause you know, these niggas don't go away. Oh my God. I know. Listen, I know mad niggas who tried to get at me who had newborn babies. And when I was like, I'm good on that. You need to go be a father. Them niggas kept trying to blow my phone down. Okay. It ain't even like that. Me and the mom ain't even like, we ain't I don't even know her like that. We we ain't together. (laughs) We just got, we just got caught up in a little situation. We wasn't even together when she got, I don't want to hear none of that. I don't want nothing to do with you. And I want you to stop calling my phone. In reality, when you say things like that, like, oh, we weren't together and anything like that, you make you're making yourself look worse. Y'all was to me. Y'all was super together. Mm-hmm. Y'all was super together like that. Um, yes, Bree, you made a very valid point. Lawrence has respected Issa's decision to not be a part of his life, knowing that he has a newborn baby and she can't be a priority and they can't rekindle things the way that they thought they would all carefree and easy. With that said, go mind your fucking business. Yep. Go mind your business. How you love Nathan and you stalking. I ain't seen you go to Nathan Instagram yet. (laughs) (laughs) No, 
I ain't see you go put no hard eyes on them shape ups he giving motherfuckers. I don't see you telling nobody to go get their hair cut by him. But you you trying to figure out where the fuck Lawrence at and what Lawrence doing. Lawrence got a baby. Nigga, Brenda got a baby. And it ain't by you. <laughs> and you told that nigga in every words to leave you the fuck alone. Now he done left you alone. Now he mad he left you alone. And I really and think is- that he no, go wanted ahead, him. I think she wanted him so badly to say something to her in that hospital hall. She wanted him to chase mm-hmm. her. She yeah. wanted him to fight for her. But the thing is, y'all are grown. You cheated on him once. And I, you niggas is prideful. So the amount of pride it took that nigga to lay back down with you and start working on a relationship again with you after he cheated, he absolutely was not going to chase you down. Because mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you how niggas think. He feel like he took you back after you cheated. You should have you should have stayed with him while he had this uh we not together baby. A titty for a tatty. You didn't do it and he kept it moving. And I'm glad he did. You don't have no space in Lawrence's life. You not you not secure enough to handle his baggage. Like I said before, you are not secure enough to handle his baggage. And I feel like we talk about how awkward Nathan and Issa are. I feel like that might be intentional and it's to play up the fact that they have no business together. Mm-hmm. Nathan is waiting on the other shoe to drop with Issa and Issa don't want to be with Nathan. She just don't want to be alone, but it, you need to be alone some fucking times. Especially in a time of transition, you had something really horrible happen to you with, you know, having to deal with, losing somebody you really really wanted to rekindle it with because he's having a baby with somebody else take a minute to breathe mm-hmm. take a minute to, to reevaluate like I think that Issa's doing this thing and I say this all the time this is uh shout out to Courtney she's my sister-in-law when women and Courtney's of that age she's she's 30 you know she's dating and I tell her all the time niggas will blow your boat all over the place if you do not intentionally set your sail and know exactly what the fuck you looking for Issa has no idea what she wants none that's why she's allowed uh Nathan to blow her sail everywhere and she has been you know kind of just trying okay we here we here or now she crying in the mouth because she's been everywhere because she don't know what she really wants When has she sat down and said, these are the things that I absolutely have to have in a relationship. Like these are my non-negotiables and this is the only way I'll move forward with anybody. She really taking what's out there instead of getting what she wants. And the thing is, you don't have to do that. Nope. And I feel like so many times women feel like they got to be at the top of their game. You don't have to be at the top of the shit to not to, to not settle. Just because you're not where you want to be doesn't mean you have to settle in that moment. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's just like Bree said, it's better to be alone, take a moment to yourself, instead of crowding yourself with things that don't serve you. Nathan don't serve Issa and Issa don't serve Nathan. And it's very painfully obvious. Which... Cause he drug her ass. Yep. And, and rightfully so. Because we've the said the Candace. same thing. Huh? Get into the dragon. Cause you had so many things to say. On the <laughs> show that the, the world needs to hear. So Issa, you know, they get, get to Lauren. Was they at uh, Nathan's place? Yeah, yeah. They were. there was at Nathan's place. And he starts talking about his day was a day. 
And he starts talking about how he need to figure out his next move, where he going next, what's next for him. And instead of Issa saying, okay, wait, what happened that you feel like this? She says, Mm -hmm. so we just going to act like I didn't tell you I loved you and we just not going to talk about it. You talking about leaving and you not thinking about me. And I'm just sitting there like, girl, what? But Nathan was like, so hold up. You cried in my mouth. Then the next time I saw you, you told me you didn't want to be my friend. And then the next time I saw you, you told me you love me. You all over the place. And you think that I should base my decisions on what's best for me on your inconsistent ass. Well. So, you know, I don't know, like you can feel when your partner is not right. Mm -hmm. Like when you can feel it, you can see it on a face, you can smell it. You can feel the energy when Everything that could go wrong in the day for them has gone wrong. You can feel it. You can feel it from your partner. And there's no way she loves Nathan the way she says, and they are as in tune with each other as they should be with the history that they have, that she didn't stop herself and say, okay, let me take a step back. First of all, you dealing with somebody who you know has mental health issues. No, you don't have to handle them like a kid. But you do have to be mindful of people who suffer from mental wellness, mental health issues. You have to be mindful. Not saying he's a ticking time bomb, but the shit, the way that he was handled at the barbershop and nobody there advocated on his behalf. Mm-hmm. I know he had to feel devastated. Mm-hmm. And at no yeah, point did she just say what happened. Right. And you know what? Bitch, read the room. If you know your nigga had a bad day at work and he told you he had a bad day at work, maybe don't bring up your personal issues. Maybe wait for that to be its own conversation. Yep. And this just came to me. A person can tell you anything. Mm-hmm. Like he could, and I think we alluded to it when T was like, you don't want no nigga telling you he love you while he fucking you. Like you asking him, do he love you? And he like, yeah, I do. But it you got to look at a person's actions too. And I feel like his actions said, I want to confide in you. I want to trust you. Telling you I had a bad day. I'm telling you things is up in the air for me right now. His actions said, "Be can you be supportive of me for a minute? And her ass said, fuck that. Nigga, I said I love right. you. But you said you loved him, but your actions don't show love. You, you digging through Lawrence's Instagram. You daydreaming about Condola being engaged to him. Her, Issa's whole everything does not say that she loves Nathan. And I think he feels mm-hmm. that way as well. But T I, says she felt like, like Nathan was disrespectful. I don't know if I feel that way, but do you feel like he was disrespectful, Bree? No. And the reason I don't feel like he was this, I feel like he was... Uh, I don't like the way he acts in general, but I don't think he was disrespectful in the moment because sometimes your partner just needs you to be like a listening ear. And I think that she was really just waiting her turn to talk. And I also think that she let seeing Lawrence and stalking his social media and and shit like that kind of compound in her head to make it like, well, I told you I loved you. And why you ain't telling me back? Because she's wanting to feel something more than she's feeling. That ain't got shit to do with him. Um, And I also feel like, 
I I do think it was disrespectful how he left the conversation. And like you said in the pregame tea, I would have took my tacos and walked the fuck out. Um, I definitely wouldn't have sat there and ate my damn food after he was like, Well, you you all over the place. All right, my next place is gonna be out this fucking house. But you know, I'm that type of bitch, and I do not suggest people just do that because I know something wrong with me. But um, I don't think his his words were disrespectful, but I think kind of just the way he left it was a little disrespectful. What made it disrespectful for you, T? I just felt that the way that he was handling her as his partner, just I felt he was taking his frustrations out on her. It was misplaced anger. So, yes, what he said to her was valid, but I just ain't like it coming from him. That's and a I good just, point. <laughs> T is a Nathan hate account. Yes. <laughs> Me too. He looks like a bug. It's like just no like chemistry. Like even with me just watching, because I am a sitcom junkie. Me just watching other sitcoms like like a different world. Dwayne Wayne and, and Whitley was they had such great chemistry on screen that we didn't even know that him and Cree Summer was dating for the majority of the time they was on the show. Right. But there's so many different shows that you watch where the lead characters or the lead character and the supporting actor have great chemistry. And I, and even with what you said, Candace, is that they're really playing up on that whole insecure and even awkward black girl face for Issa's character. But I mean, it's just like, I could do without it. Like we said earlier in the episode, like, I don't want to see y'all having sex. We can see y'all like getting out the bed and we can allude to y'all having sex or whatever the case may be. But I just don't want to see that on my screen. As a matter of fact, I will take my glasses off the next time that y'all do that. So I really can't see it. Like, I just, so, yeah. <laughs> nah. so I think when we were first introduced to Nathan and they were at the music festival and she got, you know, fucked on the Ferris wheel, that that alone makes me believe that they are purposely making them awkward with each other because right. they were complete strangers in that moment and they fucked passionately on the ferris wheel they kicked it they went skinny dipping they were hanging tough then he ghosted her and now everything the their whole vibe is off and i feel like they are writing it like that purposely to show us that it's just not in the cards for them what could have been is no longer, you know, Nathan had an episode. He went and got some help, but own your choices. We're back to that. Yeah. You are kind of responsible for where you and Issa landed and ended up. And now it's just not there anymore for me. Like, I just don't see it for them. I don't want to see it write him on off the show, let him leave and go back to Texas and start his own barbershop and get, get him out of Issa hair. Yeah. I'm with that. I, um, eh. I really, I hope he doesn't ghost her again, but I'm really not at all invested in this relationship at all. Just because I feel like it's just constant strife. Like it every time mm-hmm. they've been in contact, minus the the time that they had the first time they had sex, it's just constantly been up and down. And I feel like we see enough of that in real life that I'm gonna be honest, I don't necessarily want to see a black woman having to constantly settle or be in up and down situations. 
Man. And we said this before the season started that Issa deserves somebody that she is invested in and that's equally invested in her. And not because she bored or not because she lonely, but because that person lights a match in inside of her. It sparks a flame. Nathan don't do that for Issa and we could tell. Yeah. He's like a support dog for her and nothing more. So, you know, hard pass on that. Yeah. Yes. And I think she also feels like she has some type of loyalty to him because initially when she wanted to do the block party in season four, he was all on board. He was very encouraged, you know, encouraging her and things like that. And even to talk to Andrew on her behalf to ask if yeah. he could help her out. Mm-hmm. So that's what I also feel as well. In addition to her feeling lonely, she also feels this undying loyalty. And ladies, don't do that. Don't yeah. ever ever do that it is not going to end well for you I think it's sad to me how a lot of women uh mistake a man being nice to them as some kind of romantic feeling um I think he did all those things as Issa's friend and if she didn't owe him anything she didn't owe him like but a lot of niggas just say nice and when you find a nigga that's nice to you sometimes it could just feel good and feel natural to like naturally move to them but it I don't even think she's really that attracted to him, to be honest. Right. I don't think I, so. I think he was either. a fun fling at Coachella. Uh, I think that he was a, a cute little dick to ride a few times, but I think after he ghosted her, maybe they hook up a couple of times after that, but she should never, she should have never taken him seriously. And he's short. And he's short. Um, about the preview for next week. So they have a girls' night in. That's cool or whatever. Um, but who doorbell is Lawrence ringing? Mm. With that baby in his arms. It better not be Issa. I think it's Chad's. That's it. I don't think he had. I don't think he had Issa door with no goddamn baby. I would like to see Chad again. He's funny. I like Chad. I do too. So. We're going to see, because that's pretty interesting. I absolutely do not think he's going to see Issa with his baby in his arms without calling or texting and just absolutely showing up. I don't I don't think he got that much balls. Nope. Ain't no way. So I feel like he's either at Chad's, he goes over to Chad's house, or he's at Condola Doorbell or something. But it's for sure not Issa. But good job with that editing, because I was like, who door he at? Who mm-hmm. else he at? Mm-hmm. But I was like, ain't no way it's Issa. So I ain't even worried about that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Y'all got three episodes to wow us. Y'all not going to wow us. So y'all got three episodes to finish this out. Try to finish strong. Please. Y'all leaving a lot to be desired right now. Give my girl some happiness on this final season. No Mm -hmm. strings attached happiness. Yeah. Yeah. Like not this. Take three, two, take one step forward, three steps back bullshit. I hate that. Right. And if y'all not going to give her a a healthy relationship just let Issa choose herself Mm -hmm. we've already mentioned before that we would be happy either way with her being either in a healthy relationship or Issa choosing herself and truly thriving in life that's what we deserve as viewers and fans of this show and that's what her character deserves like please give Issa a break we hope y'all had a good Thanksgiving we will be back next week at our same time same day same draggings um, <laughs> <laughs> we 
we thank y'all for tuning in. We truly appreciate y'all supporting us. And we out of here.